0: Now, fight back with Libby's Nimer on Zoomer Radio.
1: Good afternoon and welcome. Today, we return to a topic which we unfortunately talk about all too often. Pedestrian safety. Toronto Police are launching a safety campaign because despite the city's much-vaunted Vision Zero plan, which is designed to eliminate pedestrian deaths, the situation seems to be getting worse, not better. Police have seen a two. 100% 100% increase in road fatalities compared to the same period last year. And this is in a very short period. Since January the 1st, there have been six traffic fatalities in Toronto with four deaths involving pedestrians and two drivers killed. So what is your experience? What do you find is making the roads unsafe for you, whether it is as a pedestrian or a driver, the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 866 740 And as we know, seniors are among the most vulnerable sector of road users, and they account uh, usually for just about half of all pedestrian fatalities. That's why Adina LeBeau, CARPS Toronto chapter chair, is front and center in the campaign. She joins me in studio. And we have Constable Clint Stibby by phone. Welcome to you both.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Okay, uh, Constable Stibby, let's start with you. Um, what alarmed you about these numbers uh, just in the last couple of
2: weeks? Well, actually, I have to correct uh, the numbers that you have there. Uh, With the fatality last night, uh, we're now sitting at um, seven fatalities in the city of Toronto. Thank you. (laughs) Terrible, yeah. uh, Yeah, yeah. It is terribly tragic what's happened. Um, At that uh, point, we now are 250% higher than we were at the same point last year. Last year, we'd only had two fatalities to this point of the year, and this year we're at seven. So obviously that is a concern for us. Uh, When we look at the types of collisions that uh, have occurred, uh, the majority have been pedestrian-involved collisions. There's been a total of five, uh, three of which uh, we've identified as being as a result of a mid-block crossing, three of which involved a senior. So when we look at the whole situation, we recognize that uh, people, they don't like us perhaps pointing out uh, the color of their clothing. Uh, We identify that dark color. Uh, perhaps the driver may not be able to see you. We get cr- often criticized for that. But we need to recognize that this is a form of crime prevention. Uh, us identifying things that we see as being contributing factor in a collision, if even these small things can be changed, can help reduce the chances of collision. We're not going to say it's going to uh, all of a sudden change everything and you're never going to get hit again if you wear bright-colored jackets. Uh, that's not what we're trying to say. What we're trying to say is, This is something that will help in your favor, help reduce the chance. But at the same time, it even involves, and I was watching it today, uh, individuals that were crossing the block with hoods up, not looking, just assuming a car is going to stop them, not at a marked crossover. So the reality is we have individuals that are making decisions. Some of these decisions are putting these individuals' uh, lives at risk. And the most vulnerable uh, community that we've uh, identified is that of the seniors. Uh, What we have seen is... um, Generally, the older you are, and I mean, this is just physiological um, fact, the older you are, the harder it is for you to heal from an injury. The more catastrophic the injury, the longer time it'll take you to heal. We, When we're young, we're able to recover fairly quickly. And even when we look at our pedestrian-struck collisions, uh, essentially the downtown core is an area where we see a lot of pedestrians struck but not many killed. When we move out of the downtown core to areas where there's more of a senior concentration of uh, residents, we are seeing more of those individuals killed. At the flip side, we are seeing increased speed as well. Speeds on uh, downtown streets in some cases have been dropped to 40 from 50. but that's uh, that's definitely making it safer for pedestrians because vehicle speed isn't slower it makes it um, less likely to kill an individual if you're going at forty instead of fifty
1: okay let's uh, let's bring Adina into the conversation uh, Adina constable Ststibby Stib- has identified mid block crossings uh mid block crossings in the suburbs now um One of the issues is that on a lot of these streets, uh, it's an awfully long way from one light to another, and a lot of seniors have mobility issues or it's not that easy for
3: them. How big a problem is that? I think it's a huge problem, and that's why CARP Toronto is working with Toronto Police Services and Transportation Services uh, to get uh, senior safety crossings and to take a look where we're placing crossings. If there's a Loblaws across the street from four towers of apartment buildings, you can be rest assured that not only seniors with walkers, uh, but mums and with uh, tots and people in carriages, babies, uh, are going to be crossing. They're going to look right and left and, and then think that they can do it and uh, race across. And so the placement of the safety crossings and the crosswalks are of paramount importance in Vision Zero and stopping fatalities.
1: Mm-hmm. The other thing uh, that Constable Stibby just identified is, you know, people uh, walking mid-block with their hoods pulled up and not paying attention. Now, I would imagine that when seniors, vulnerable people cross the road, they're, they're, are they usually careful or not careful? I mean, I, I know that's a subjective kind of thing mm-hmm. to say.
3: Well, I'm sure that people look both ways, but as seniors, just in my own experience, you know, in my mind, I'm still 20, and you go, I can do that, and uh, your mobility levels change, your vision changes, and uh, you could be hitting ice patches in in winter weather or, uh, you know, something where that stops your walker, or, you know, you might slip and fall trying to take the risk, so, you know, we have to pay extra, special. Attention uh, to weather conditions and winter and coldness and black ice uh, all aggravates uh, an extremely important serious condition.
1: Uh, Constable, w- what is a solution or a safety tip again for a senior uh, who you know just the the walk between lights is too long for them?
2: Uh, <coughs> The situation we have is an infrastructure that's already been designed and has been generally in that shape, if you will, for many years. Uh, Really, it boils down to infrastructure change, but it's not a change that's going to happen overnight. By recognizing that, uh, I believe uh, up until about 2028 or 2030, the uh, city expects to see about a one-third increase in the number of seniors uh, in the city itself. So that is a huge portion of the population. Well, the flip side is they are starting to adapt uh, signal timings, uh, locations of uh, crosswalks, and whatnot, in order to address those types of situations where perhaps often alternate uh, points of crossing. But I also want to point out one of the things that, uh, that we've noticed uh, in the past, and I'm not saying it's in every case, but when I ask you, I'm going to ask you a very simple question. When you step off a curb, what direction do you look first? Left or right? Um,
1: usually left, I think.
2: Okay, so you're right. That would be that would be your instinctual direction because that's your direction of threat. Something that we've seen, um, it's something that individuals again do something by habit. We've had some of those pedestrian refuge areas uh, where, um, in some cases, the pedestrian can walk to the middle. It's surrounded by like a guardrail, Uh and then they step off and continue on the other half, almost like uh, in case they can't make the full distance. And one of the concerns we have uh, is. Whether or not an individual is actually looking in the right direction when you step off the other side of the the pedestrian refuge area. Because some of the collisions that we've investigated, the person stepped out a split second before the vehicle has arrived uh, at that location. And there has been no time for that uh, driver to react. So the question we have to ask is, what direction was that person looking? So, again, we're conditioned to always look left. So we have to keep in mind that our infrastructure has to be geared, that we adapt and change uh, accordingly, depending where we are on the roadway. So, again, uh, if we can condition ourselves to now look both ways before stepping on, uh, we're a species of shortcuts, really. And well, left is good, I'm going to start to go. I'll look to the right because I've got time. Unfortunately, we recognize that in some cases, the roads may not be set up in that fashion. In some cases, it is leading to injury we need to keep in mind that uh, we have to be aware of our surroundings at all time and not distracted and exercise caution regardless of our age in order to make sure that we can get across the roadway safely and uh, we don't put ourselves at risk.
1: You know, and re- regarding, uh, you know, right, the right-left, um, I, I, I understand that, that there are a lot of accidents that are happening. Uh, well, yeah, course, sorry, crashes, crashes. Yeah. Uh, that are happening when drivers are turning Right
2: yes we've actually identified three different areas where we see the most collisions A uh, right turn at an intersection a left turn at an intersection actually i should do it in proper order left turn at an intersection is number one mid-block crossing is number two and a right turn at an intersection is number three those are uh, kind of the stats where uh, we see the most collisions occur so then the question is well if i cross at an intersection you know what, I'm going to uh, be injured just as easily as perhaps crossing the block. The reality is the numbers of individuals crossing at uh, an intersection, the more individuals there are, actually the less opportunity the vehicle has to make that right-hand turn or left-hand turn because there's more and more people on the road. So you could infer that the more people that use the crossing, which actually suggests that you may see actually a lower uh, number of collisions. But in a mid-block situation, you're one or two individuals that are attempting to cross the road and you're crossing at a location that is not signalized or marked, and in some cases not even lit, wearing, in some cases, dark colors. So you are uh, putting yourself at risk by just every step you take. And this is where we're asking everybody to make sure that you're using the infrastructure where possible and using it safely. But understand that if you cross mid-block, it is dangerous.
1: Okay, uh, let's take a call from Susan in Toronto. Hello, Susan. Hi. You're on the air. Go ahead. Um,
3: I have an ant- or Suggest. In pardon me, um, for prevention. Uh, obviously, for all the reasons you gave, things are happening, and especially with seniors, they're not. They're just don't have the mobility. They have. They need something other than what uh, an information. My suggestion is that you take things like Christmas lights and string them across the street midway, so, with <laughs> a, um, the person who is going to cross uh, starts the light when they cross. They, uh, therefore, the driver can see a light flashing to tell them that someone is crossing, and they slow down, and when they get to the other side, the person who has
1: crossed, they turn off. Okay, Susan, uh, thanks for that. I, I'm, I'm not sure that's a very practical suggestion. Um, Constable Stibby, what are you asking people to do? Like, what is, what is this road safety campaign going to consist of? Uh, are there going to be any penalties?
2: Well, we are obviously looking at an enforcement component. But what we're actually asking is for a conversation to be started. Much the same way as uh, impaired driving um, was initially years ago. It was accepted. People would drink. They would drive. There were some consequences. But now, even when we look at uh, cell phone or drinking and driving, it's a conversation that... your kids are having with you, you're having with your parents. You know what? uh, I've seen situations where kids have said, no, put down that phone. You're not allowed to do that. You know, where it's a a total social shift in the way we're thinking. We need to do the same when it comes to road safety. We recognize that there are going to be challenges. We recognize that some people aren't going to like what we have to say. But the reality is, we are losing lives on the street. I don't want to lose another life. I don't want it to be a friend of mine. I don't want it to be uh, a friend of yours. I don't want anybody to die on our roads. But the reality is, or the challenge that we have is, uh, unfortunately, people don't generally change their behavior unless they're put in a near-death experience. And, I mean, even still, even still, my uh, my wife, and I'll use her as an example, is um, she thinks that she has the right of way when she's crossing the road. I've stopped her many times, grabbed her, and said, we're not crossing yet. Sure, the car making a left turn, all of a sudden comes to a screeching halt at the edge of the crossover. And my point is that sometimes the drivers don't see you, not because of something you've done, but because of something maybe the driver's done. The end result is you may have the right of way, but you unfortunately might be dead as a result of not being aware of your surroundings. You,
1: you, were, you mentioned enforcement. What is the nature of the enforcement during this campaign?
2: It will involve officers that are uh, out on patrol, they'll be talking to individuals, they'll be uh, talking to pedestrians, they are crossing, charging uh, drivers, pedestrians, cyclists, whatever the case may be. Anyone that's putting somebody at risk. We obviously recognize that officers are doing a lot of different things um, on a daily basis, so they're going to enforce where they can. They're also going to educate where they can. The reality is enforcement is not the only answer to this. In fact, it is not the answer to this. It's education.
3: Okay. And and I think, you know, our our listeners have to understand as well that last year, you know, there were 1,600 pedestrian collisions with vehicles. They did not uh, end in a fatality, uh, but there were injuries and some severe. 1,600 collisions is six or seven per day. And we are very lucky uh, that we only had uh, 36 pedestrians and four cyclists. Um, still yeah, too many. Still, still too many. But people have to understand that this is an ongoing, daily basis—some uh, six or seven per day. So that it's very, very important, and it's very, very dangerous. And we have to take personal responsibility. And what do you, what do you say, Adina, to um, CARP
1: members and others who say? look at, I just can't get to the next light, I have to cross in the
3: middle of the road. Uh, Well, then, you know, they're not taking responsibility for their own safety because there are all kinds of mitigating circumstances that can happen. Uh, Even if you think you can make it across, you know, you might not be able to. Uh, I would take the time uh, and uh, be safe, Uh, especially, especially in the winter with the weather and the ice and the snow. The visibility is at a minimum. Uh, Play it safe. Spend a little more time. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you for
1: that, Constable Clint Stibby and Adina Lebeau.
3: Thank you very much. Thank you.
1: Okay. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about a sort of related topic. If you've been driving around the city or even walking, you've probably noticed some lulus of potholes. Uh, we will... Have the scoop on that when we return right after this.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.